0: Good morning, this is Tom Clark with the Father's Heart Media and Papa Tom with Papa Tom's Tales. And again, we're bringing you um, information uh, from different sources. We have a a prophet with us named Bowen Hutchinson, and he'll introduce himself in a a minute or two. And uh, it's always our intent to connect the hearts of the fathers with the children, the children with the fathers. And we we understand that God's children, uh, many of them are a lot of fear right now and how the perfect love of God the Father can help them overcome fear. And we also know from Scripture that uh, without vision, some people say without knowledge, the people perish. And so we don't want our our listeners out there to perish, so we would like you to have some prophetic knowledge of what's happening in the world today. Specifically, we're going to talk about uh, what is going on in Ukraine right now with Russia, and ask uh, Vaughn his insights that the Lord has given him, on what those things are are going on, because we're seeing a lot of things in the media. And God has shown us that a lot of things in the media come from propaganda. And propaganda is designed to cause fear. And its intention is to do that so that they can control the population, control us, which God doesn't want us to do because he wants us to be free. And he certainly wants us to be free of fear. So with that in mind, we're going to find out things that will set you free today, free of fear that you shouldn't have because you don't have the vision before you listen to this, what God wants you to have. So I'm going to ask Vaughn some open-ended questions here. We haven't uh, uh, practiced this, so I don't know what, what Vaughn's going to say. But I have a relationship with him that I I know for fact that whatever he says, it's going to be interesting, and it's probably going to be fun, and it will definitely, absolutely set you free today from fear. With that in mind, Vaughn, tell our audience a little bit about your background uh, so they can get a little more comfortable where you're coming from.
1: Okay, well,
2: I'm uh, born and bred South African, originally. Um, the Lord has been calling us for a number of years to come into the United States. Uh, I was called into prophetic office by the Lord uh, nearly 30 years ago, and we've been in, in full-time ministry for 30 years. Had a uh, large TV ministry uh, as well, all over South Africa, but really have had a real revival three times in our lives. And uh, my wife and I really, uh, when, when I say hi, it's really my wife and I together because we've been in perfect unity for uh, for 30 years of full-time ministry. The wife of my youth been married just over 35 years. I had three, three boys, all in the ministry, um, all know and love the Lord um and
1: uh so it came to america you know in late 2018 and
2: permanently from 2019 didn't realize it was going to be permanent but it has been and so we've just uh, got uh, officially our religious workers in the united states and have planted a church in north carolina but we had churches in johannesburg south africa and mainly i was a missionary in my own country to some extent we had a real revival amongst the African people in the ghettos in South Africa. For seven years, we had a million souls through our ministry uh, in Africa and all over the world. I've ministered and have ordained, hold ordinations. I hold a, a, a doctorate from Team Impact and uh, have, have ordained uh, as a prophet and minister on three different continents. And uh, love God's children and what God's doing in the world and. Believe that prophetic ministry is about setting the setting up the the body of Christ
0: globally to uh, to manifest kingdom. Amen. Number one. Yeah. And uh, just recently, I visited um, Vaughn's church. My wife and I went out there. He's currently in Moravian Falls, North Carolina, which is not too far where I'm staying right now in Charlotte. North Carolina, and he has a church called the Moravian Well, so anytime you're in that neck of the woods, go visit Vaughn at the Moravian Well, and thank you for giving us the background of your bona fides there, uh, Vaughn. Uh, it's a very interesting background, and uh, well, mine, let's, let's go forward now to the, the question of the day, because words are so powerful, and to change lives. And we want to speak words that come from God our Father and inspired by the, the Holy Spirit, Ruach Kadesh. And we want to understand how to overcome the words that we're being presented with, oftentimes through the media, which is not giving us the word of God. In fact, it's trying to one confuse us and uh, as we said before, through propaganda, cause fear. So what the question I have for you today Uh, Since some of the things I've been picking up is um, Russia invading Ukraine is being portrayed in the media uh, that Putin is this horrible creature, dictator, and uh, he should be destroyed. We even had a U.S. senator, won't mention his name, call out for Putin's assassination. And other things I pick up is that George Soros is funding the Ukraine That there are four politicians that have their sons on boards of uh, oil uh, companies in Ukraine, and there seems to be a deep state operating in Ukraine. And uh, Putin doesn't seem to be occupying the cities. He doesn't seem, he's stopping occupying the cities, and he's strategically taking out what I heard was uh, bioweapons labs. And other things, I'm saying this picture is this picture is not uh, what we're seeing. What we're seeing, I should say, that the picture that we're being painted by, is being painted for us in the media, seems to be in contradiction to what really is happening there. And that's why I'm posing the question. One more thing: Putin has come out very directly and said he's against the new world order, and he's also come out and said that. Kabbalists and globalists are actually Satanists. So those are pretty dramatic statements by an evil dictator. So with that in mind, open-ended question. What's happening in Ukraine, Bob? What's God showing you?
2: <laughs> well, I, I had no idea that this uh, that this interview was going to take this um, this tack at all. So to be honest, uh, I'm really thankful to the Lord right now that I've had some meditations that all over this because otherwise I just have to say, uh, uh, I don't, I don't know what to think, but I I, I actually do and have meditated on a lot. Now, I, I have a real take on it. I think, I think first of all, uh, you know, in the prophetic one has to have, um, uh, you know, any, Everybody who serves in the office in the kingdom should have a a correct value system and a kingdom-based value system. Mm -hmm. And I think that from there, the more you go into the apostolic and prophetic, the more also one additionally needs a correct philosophy of history Mm -hmm. and a correct worldview. Uh, and that can be a little bit hard for American people sometimes, the world view, but because um, America can be so insular. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, to explain, a pro- uh, uh, to explain correctly a, a proper philosophy of history, uh, if you look at the world's history, you can about hardly find Israel and the Hebrews. Um, But, of course, the
1: Bible has the correct philosophy of history, which is history through those ages as God sees it. Mm -hmm. And so even in
2: the middle world, we have what's happening in the nations the way God sees it, and we have what's happening in the nations the way secular history would record it. Mm And uh, what we also need to understand is that in secular history, the victor writes the history books. That's right. And so I know from going through South Africa, you know, having grown up in apartheid years, we learned a certain history in school. Well, that history is not what's taught in school anymore now that the ANC government runs the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think the same thing has happened in America. I think secular history has changed and, and and what the new generation understands to be the history of this nation is not the history that the the previous generation understood. Um, and so I think so many things get tied up into that. I'm going to hold right there and I want to dive into something else as just a precursor to what I'm going to say about Russia and Ukraine. Okay. And that's that first and foremost, I want people to be encouraged and understand that Everything that's happened in the world, good or bad, is
1: providential as far as God and the kingdom is concerned. Mm -hmm. And so some of the greatest revivals have been set up by some of the worst of times in history. That's always been true. And I believe that um, as far as kingdom is concerned, uh, one of the biggest
2: problems in America is that Christianity has been Mm over-politicized, number one. Um, and number two I also think that um, to 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 a large to a large extent um, we have been schooled into seeing problems as disadvantageous whereas a true spiritual mindset um, and I think this is true even in the business world you know you gather 10 people together to start a business one of them is there to help you start the business nine of them are there to tell you why you can't yes. And so we're, we're living in a church world at the moment where nine, nine out, of, out of 10 people see all the problems in the world today as something that's keeping them back. But we really need to get onto God's mindset where everything that poses itself as an opposition in the world today is really something that's there to promote us. We've lost our relevance as the church in the world today. We're seen as just another organization that's failed to a large degree. And so we need the power of God. Um, We need the miraculous. We need the supernatural. We need to come into the place where the kingdom will shine again, that no politician would dare make a decision without consulting church leaders Mm -hmm. because the church is... Is, comes into its rightful place as a higher kingdom than all the kingdoms of the world, and a kingdom from which uh,
0: authority for blessing is the only source. Stop there the for a kingdom. second. Stop there for a second, because yes. uh, I'm going to ask a question uh, that I think the audience should listen to your answer, because I think I know where you're going with this. But uh, that's that, uh, and you said this in one of your sermons that I picked up, was that um, in America... We look at Americans, look at our government as being the highest authority. And we try to submit ourselves underneath the government. Whereas we should look at ourselves as being kingdom people and that the government, the United States government, is underneath our government, which is the kingdom government. So we have yes. it sort of upside down. Yes. And so, um, and let me, let me just, let me just. You know, because I don't, um,
2: even through Africa, in, 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 in Africa, I was in an interesting situation because we cr- crossed the racial boundary. I hated what my own people stood for, but at the same time knew that communism was taking advantage of the black people's, black the black nations of Southern Africa's uh, political struggle and struggle for, for, for freedom and equality. Well, communism took advantage of that. Um and it's our turn to, to, through the supernatural, through the authority of kingdom, take advantage of all the weakness that's in the world today. And really they see themselves as strong and us as weak. And so those tables really practically need to turn around. And to go back into recent politics for America, Donald Trump was saying, well, let's make America great again. Well, I don't believe you're going
0: to make America great again until the church will make God great again. So right now in
2: the American mindset in
0: general, I think the church has lost touch with the fact
2: that there's a very large percentage of this population that don't like God as a whole of America. used to be able to explain America away as a country full of people that do love God in one way or another. Well, you can't say that anymore. The other reality is that the constitution isn't necessarily Christian because it's because of the Constitution that Islam survives. It's because of the Constitution that every other false religion has been to be able to been able to prosper and be prolific in America. And America's been responsible for sending false religions and cults all over the world, just as much as they've wonderfully been responsible for spreading the gospel so much. Mm-hmm. Um, that said and done, we must remember that the government is an authority, and in America, to a large extent, it has been a wonderful authority. God has put America in the position where they've been able to police the world, and thank God they have, because the world is full of really vile and, 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 and terrible people. And if it wasn't for American giving, just for instance, um, uh, countries like Mauritania would have ceased to exist. Um, These countries like Maurita- Mauritania, for just for example, Chad is another one that have lived on more than eighty-three percent foreign aid. I mean, you know, they, they, they survive on on uh, to a very very large extent um, on foreign aid. America is the main giver behind that, and the, and so this is still a blessed nation. Mm-hmm. But we're not ruled by that blessedness anymore. And I think it's time to face the reality. So um, it's all very well sending missionaries. And I'm and I just I'm setting this as a background landscape. I think it's important. It's all very well to be worrying about the rest of the world. But it's time for God to get back into God helping America.
0: Amen. And so there's no more. To me, the grace is up where you can sit in your church and send a
1: missionary to go and build a church for somebody in Botswana but ignore the fact
2: that your neighbor outside your backyard is suffering. We need to face, the church needs to face the reality that one in seven children go to bed hungry. Uh, And that's the real America. And uh, we need to get our hands back on our own nation in America and and make God in America great again. And we need to make the kingdom great again because we've been a pushover uh,
1: largely. And so these people are getting away with being beyond the
2: authority that God's called them to be. So we, we've got to thank God for the authority that America still has in its mm-hmm. political existence and its international existence as,
1: as as a nation. We have to thank God for that. But of course, we have to be able to discern
2: now the counterpart within that that's not godly at all. And I think everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you deal with that? We're not going to deal with that politically. We have to deal with that within the kernel of the manifestation of who God is within the church. So we have to
1: bring, we have to bring the authority of the church back through the power of God in the
2: church.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. And so you gave us uh, a good understanding of uh, some history and philosophy. And how does that affect where we are right now? Which we're. So number one, um, and uh, you know, I'm kind of
2: spilling some confidential beans here that, um, well, I'll say it this way. I've had some friends over the years in Northern Virginia who've been involved in certain government agencies. And, uh, you know, as far back as as far back as 2013, one gentleman made a statement to me that I, that I met in a meeting somewhere. He said, uh, I, I trust what Putin's saying more than I trust what Obama's saying. And that was a Christian gentleman who, 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 who worked in a government agency. And I think all that really was is an admission to the fact that, you know, um, which everybody knows and I think has known for a long time, is that the American government is more smoke and mirrors than what people are willing to acknowledge. And so I don't don't think one can trust anybody um, and what they're saying and. I don't think it needed a Trump to expose what is fake news. Maybe it's helped some people just have the confidence to realise that. But I think secretly and 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 privately, we've all known that um, we're being deceived by government. We're having the wool pulled over our eyes. And I think it's I think it's global. I think. I think democracy puts people in power and then they do what they want. I don't think any country in the world is, is, is of, of democratic infrastructure anymore. I think we all just elect leaders by democratic process and about that where, that's about where it ends. Mm-hmm. And I think the American people and definitely the American Christian in general know that that system in America
1: is manipulated by finance yes and i think you'd be a fool to not realize that so having bearing that in mind let's look at that russia ukraine situation um first of all in
2: within our american mindset we we need to understand because there's a lot of rhetoric going on at the moment as if the russia we're talking about was the same cold war enemy we had mm-hmm. and they're not mm-hmm. um in actual fact putin of late has been embracing uh, Orthodox Christianity. Um, he's not a communist, um, but there's something in the rhetoric that is reminiscent of the old mindset when Russia was communist and stuck behind the Iron Curtain.
0: They're still told. They're well, still I, told that they're communists. The the, uh, the, media, the media in America still says that Russia's communist and therefore they're bad.
2: No, and it's it's just it's just not true. That's just untrue, Tom. You know, and and. <laughs> And so the thing is, you know, um, the funny thing is over the last three, four years, and we have them in our church, we have so many people that funnily enough. Now, I mean, the world's got so many nations. There's so many places you can go. But it's just uncanny to me that over the last four or five years, God sent so many Americans to Russia and
1: Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we've got more than you can imagine. I mean, we've we, we got a
2: church of maybe, you know, a hundred members of which – um, and so, but in any given service, even when we have 50 in a service, there's four or five people there
1: that have been administered in the Ukraine. Amazing. Which is just, it's amazing. Yeah. And so um, I think God sends people first as 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 a witness to bring the word.
2: Um, and now the interesting thing is, Shauna and I, um, you know, um, are not affiliated, but we have we, we closely follow two large ministries, one in Russia and one in
1: Ukraine. Mm. And so um, we have over many years followed the ministry of Sunday Adelija in, in Ukraine mm. and over many
2: years been a follower of the ministry of Rick Renner, who's in Russia. And both of those ministries are, are now watching their people suffer terrible things through what's going on between Russia and Ukraine, but they're all suffering the same thing through the same scenario, and they're all Christian. Mm -hmm. But if you want to speak into um, the politics, know for sure that Russia is full of churches and full of Christian people just as much as America is. Mm. And uh, there's an ungodly element of society in Russia. Um, And there's a very ungodly element of society within America, and the same goes for Ukraine. And um, let's not Christianize a governmental a, a government. Let's not Christianize governmental institutions and government. Governments are governments. They are by nature of the kingdoms of this world. Their motives are the motives designated and motivated by the kingdoms of this world. Mm-hmm. And even when institution professes to be Christian, it doesn't make that institution Christian. I got it, it. The church and the kingdom are the only Christian institution that exists on the face of the earth. And the kingdom is a completely separate system of godly
0: and heavenly authority that is in the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, America, in America, yeah. we have the Biden administration, which is anti-God, we have Zelensky over in Ukraine, and I'm not sure where he comes into this. And then you've got Putin in Russia, who you just said is no longer communist. So how do these three interplay with each other?
2: Okay, so let's just let's just first understand this. Probably Biden would be offended if you said he's anti-God, because he presumes that he's a faithful Catholic, and even though the Catholic Church himself, themselves have... Uh, voiced their
1: disagreement with some of his policy. He still claims uh, to be Catholic,
2: and Kamala Harris still calls herself a person of faith. So we have to levy our opinions. And so I've always said this from a church point of view. I'm not given to have a political opinion. I preach the gospel. And so we need to just even the playing field. Um, There are so many, so many... Base grounds from which you could preach the gospel in America. We've got a third of the nation that are stuck throughout the backbone of this nation, who call themselves Christians, who populate uh, maybe some evangelical, many of them perhaps Anglican or Baptist churches, the large extent Baptist churches. Well, to certain Pentecostal independent churches, those people are barely of faith. They, they, we need to understand they call themselves Christian on a different, um, on, a, on, a, on the basis of a different conscientiousness as what the Pentecostal believer does. Okay. Um, and so somewhere in his mind, uh, Biden's not uh, anti-God. Somewhere in our minds, we might... Uh, now Putin's Christianity as just being orthodox traditional religion. And that may be true. We might be right, we might be wrong, but we can't use those things. They're opinions that aren't just levied opinions, but they're opinions that are levied off a base understanding and we have to understand that in the world today, the basis for that understanding can differ so much from culture to culture, from local church to local church, from denomination to denomination. It's not worth getting into. Mm-hmm.
1: So we have to be able to pick up, pick apart the pieces
2: of what we see to be the truth. Now, um, the truth that needs to be said from a prophetic standpoint historically is that Although there's so much smoke and mirrors and in the middle of what they call fog of war, we're hearing everybody's propaganda right now. And never before have we seen to such an extent a nation try and make itself look like the dear lambs being led to the slaughter. Never before have we had a government like the Ukrainian government trying so hard not so much to make Russia look as bad as what they're trying to make themselves look innocent. And I don't believe they are innocent. I believe that. Um, and so let's go back to Biden. Let's go back to American politics. The honest truth, Tom, is you and I will never know who has their fingers in what pie. So right now, people might be accusing Biden of being involved in, 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 in finance in Ukraine. But just a few months ago, we were all accusing Biden and his son of being involved in financing Russia. So so how are we ever going to get to the bottom of where money is manipulating what? I just think we need to come to a commonality within our Christian opinion, and mindset and realize this that the possibility of this war having been created for somebody else's plan and purpose is highly likely. Mm, I agree with that. And so we need to be very careful not to take the side of an entity. We must side with the people. And the people on both sides in both entities are suffering. Mm. And I think we have to be very careful in our churches. We have to come out of our fear mentality. We have to realize that God is about to prosper kingdom. There's going to be a revival that's probably going to not just be America and global, but I believe it will be American of source because America has the capacity, the capacity, the finance and the ability and the weight what you say in Africa may only be heard in Africa. What you say in England may only be heard in England. But what you say in America will be heard by the world. And so probably this <laughs> revival, not probably, I believe with all my heart, this revival will start in America, but I believe it's going to be a, a global revival. And so stop looking at it. Everybody's standing there, world war, world war. No, let's be who God's called us to be. We're going to have a global revival. And we're going to use all the stuff that's going on in the world right now. It's going to be providential setup for people to want to hear and see truth. This is the greatest opportunity ever for the church to demonstrate the love of the Lord Jesus Christ when people are suffering all over the world. But we've got to be very careful what rhetoric we use in there. A lot of Christians are suddenly siding with Ukraine in this, and that could be themselves making them themselves subject. To, to, to and brainwashed by my uh, uh, propaganda. Now, the, the minute, what are you going to do if you're in your church, you're suddenly siding with Ukraine, but you've got a Russian family that came to meet Jesus in that service who might agree politically what Putin's doing because there are political, historic, legal grounds for what Putin's doing that America doesn't want to admit to right now. There were treaties and deals that were made concerning nato's activity in the region um and and so maybe nobody's played fair mm-hmm. and uh certainly on top of all of this as all these nations go to war somebody in america's making a lot of money out of that war anyway mm-hmm. so <laughs> so those are you know it's all very well to say oh prophets, give me give me a prophecy well uh like i said um being a prophet doesn't make you some holy spirit cook. Now, too often, uh, over the too often in Christian circles, um, we 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 get so-called prophets jumping on this tack, and, and next minute it's war, and then it's civil war. And I'm not. If that's what you want to hear, go and listen to any of the prophets of doom you like. I believe the kingdom has been existing since the cross for 2,000 years and it's been good and it's been prospering and it's going to keep doing so. And if we will get God instead of the news and we'll get full of the Holy Ghost instead full of opinions and we'll get full of the power of God instead of other people's persuasions, the kingdom is right here to bring to the earth what God wants us to bring to the earth. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, all of these things are opportunities. The Bible says, you know, that when it gets darker, the light shines brighter it's never been our intention to ever introduce a prophet of doom on our podcast. It's always, <laughs> Praise a, <God>. it's always <laughs> been our, our intention to help people overcome fear with the perfect love of God, the father. And so yeah, I mean. we, we want to see what's happening from a kingdom perspective. We want to see yeah. what God's doing, not necessarily what everything else they hear about is doing uh, to give them hope, to give them hope yeah. and to help them overcome uh Fear, which in many cases, is the illusion of something that's causing the fear, yeah. and, and the truth is, is it's always those, that that contradiction or that that conflict between um, truth and lies, fear and love. Yeah. love always comes to fear, the truth always always comes to lies. And if we really know the, the, the really truth, not reality, but the truth beyond the reality. We will be yep. set free. We, we will understand that we don't we'll have to worry about a lot of the stuff that we're worried about and a lot of things that are causing us to have, uh, you know, these different issues. Um, I want to mention something else on a more personal note. Um, in the last two years, I've never met so many people, even this personally in my own family that are coming down with panic attacks. Since the pandemic started in 2020, I, I had uh, three of my six children have had confronted with panic attacks and their relatives and friends are all having panic attacks. I mean, it's it's, in my personal concentric circles, I probably know more than a dozen, 15 people that that are not living in circumstances that they should be having panic attacks. You know, they're well off and have everything going for them in the natural of their circumstances, yet they're having panic attacks. So um, there is definitely a spirit being released Onto the earth from the beginning of 2020, um, that is really affecting people's lives in, in a very bad way. And these panic attacks have, at their core, um, the fear the fear of death. And um, the fear of death ends up getting a hold in people because where God was saying to us and the people, everything's going to work out all right. That's the positive thing. They're not capturing that anymore. They've captured thoughts that say, "Hey, the hell, the world's going to hell in a handbasket," and and it's not going to work out all right. And if I get COVID and everything else, with you know, and take this the vaccine or all the stuff that's being thrown at us, I'm doing it so I don't die. When you're not going to die to begin with. So, I just wanted to present that with you. We got to give an audience hope. And uh, not just hope because it's uh, we make it up. It's hope because it's on the truth. Yeah, yeah, I I, I believe beyond
2: the shadow of a doubt, uh, Tom, that God is in control. I think what's going on uh, just in Europe right now, and I think the same goes for Asia and Southeast Asia. I think that all of these political scenarios are are bringing people to their knees. I think even what has gone on in America and happened. Uh, you know, we never thought we'd have an America like this, but I can tell you now, as far as ministry is concerned, if you go, if you try to go back to the old norm, you're making the biggest mistake in your life. The world has changed. Mm-hmm. And so God has always been able to meet every change globally over 2,000 years. Um, and so um, if I could preach for a moment um, just about what you're saying about the panic attacks and so on, um, you are... You are Uh, subject to you, fear can only come from being submitted to something else that's controlling you. If God is controlling you, then the authority over your life will be love. And if love is the authority over your life, you can't have fear. So the evidence is that faith faith is not trusting God to do something. Hmm. Faith is knowing who you are in God. And so when you are truly submitted to that, you cannot have fear. the reason that, that, and remember, there's a scripture for this. He says, in the end, men's hearts failing them right. for the fear of the things that are going to come on the earth. That's happening right now. And, a, and, a, and panic attacks lead to heart attacks. It's, it's, it's hypertension. Um, that, that's what it is. And so it's because people are submitting themselves. They, they, they are submitting themselves to this misinformation.
1: The misinformation is that worldly truth doesn't
2: uh, doesn't alter or override kingdom truth. And so you've got to be submitted to biblical truth. One of the biggest problems, one of the biggest things that the devil has done to prepare the American church for this is he's begun many, you know, nearly two generations ago, like 80 years ago, there was a massive drive to begin to remove Bible, even as the core of church. There's, a, there's an organization in Washington today that funds churches and does the statistics. And they're reporting that the greater percentage of men in the pulpit are not preaching from the word of God anymore. And if you take the word of God away from people, they've lost the pillar of what constitutes faith. Faith says uh, The Bible says faith comes from hearing and hearing from word of God. If it's not the word of God that's preached in the pulpit anymore, then people are listening to a pastor's opinion. And to be quite honest, it doesn't matter how good his opinion is, and it doesn't matter how well he could exhort you, and it doesn't matter how well he could encourage you. If he's not giving you the word of God, he's not giving you the staple from which you're able to establish a true foundation of faith in your life. A true foundation of faith doesn't tell you what God can do. It tells you who you are with God in your life. And so um, if you and I right now had the wisdom and the ability to politically sift through everything and factually understand without a shadow of a doubt exactly what was driving the whole scenario in just just Ukraine and Russia right now, if we could understand all that, if we could get our heads around, we had factual evidence to be able to, beyond a shadow of a doubt, say, this is what's happening in Ukraine, Russia. This is why. This is what's driving it. This is what's being paid for. And this is their aim. This is their goal. This, If we could sift the entire thing and know it, it wouldn't change anything because it would all just be worldly situation of what the kingdoms of the world have been doing for 6,000 years. Mm-hmm. But 2,000 years ago, another kingdom came. And if you're a believer, you have to stand on that kingdom ground, whether they're shooting you at the stake mm-hmm. or whether you're an American businessman or whether you're a
1: Russian Russian churchgoer <laughs> or, or a Ukrainian refugee. Mm-hmm. You're a Christian. Mm-hmm. And if
2: that's not settled in your, in, in your heart and in your mind, that you can stand in faith on kingdom ground, it doesn't matter what your scenario you find yourself in. It's bad for you, whatever. Uh, you know, I remember my grandmother telling me, you know, back in the apartheid years as a little boy of 10 years old, when uh, everybody was involved with Open Doors and Richard Wurrumbrand's ministry and we were all reading about Cory ten Boom and Brother Andrew and so on. I remember my grandmother sitting down and saying, while us Christians in the West are praying for the Christians behind the iron curtain, the Christians behind the iron curtain are praying for the Christians in the West that will not be deceived by our ease. Mm. And so, you know, kingdom is kingdom. We need to get on kingdom ground. And so even those Christians that consider themselves in priv- in, in privileged situations could in some way be in the more danger than those that are in a refugee situation. Now, now mm-hmm. I'm not belittling how awful it must be to have to flee your country, lose your home, be in the middle of a war. But do you know, Tom, that the statistics say that 86% of human humanity on Earth will in their lifetime experience war. That's the global statistic for the grassroots life condition of humanity. So we're gonna we're gonna put ourselves in greater area error rather if we allow whatever rhetoric we accept, if we allow the kingdoms of the world to influence our rhetoric, and we begin to formulate our stand, our Christian stand, on the basis of rights and wrongs or compassions or passions or whatever we have, and we align those things with nations. With, with with the kingdoms of the world, with politics, whatever it is, itself is. Um, hey, I would much rather have had a Trump. And if I can say this, if I can be bold, people, some people might be offended. But if I can say this, I'm South African, I'll just go out and say it. I'd rather have a Donald Trump than a Hillary Clinton. But I think Christians made a mistake siding themselves with Donald Trump. We side with Jesus. He's our Lord and Master. That's who we follow. And politicians are supposed to be there doing a job for the people. And we're supposed to judge the job they do from a different, a different aspect, not the kingdom aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, we would render ourselves stronger that way. And so everything that we incorporate into our faith that comes from somewhere else is not going to be good for us. We're supposed to be able to be speaking the life of kingdom into the nations, not incorporating what we perceive to be good or bad in the nations into our belief system and our rhetoric. Our rhetoric must come back to being the gospel truth, and that must
0: overrule and override whatever else is perceived to be the truth. So the the only place we leave us is to, based upon the word of God, we see ourselves as children of God that guards our Father, we are a child of his. And so our identity is as um, founded by him. It's who he that's says right. it's who he says we are. And once we yeah. have a full um understanding of who we are, right, and who he is, that's the yes. approach we have to have uh in order to be set free of any fear. And if we can impart that to other people, that's what we yeah. have that's what will introduce the great the next great awakening. Because yeah, there's the, so many exactly. people out there are, are just desperately looking for a solution. And we have yeah. the solution based upon the word of God if we can apply it into our own lives and understand that we are his children. We have a seat at the table. And it has nothing to do with our being good or, or doing, doing things to get there. It has everything yeah. to do with what he's given to us.
2: Yeah. There, there are Ukrainian Christians right now. Who have, may have lost family, who might have lost their homes, whose churches are messed up and who might be running into a refugee situation, who are not in fear. Yeah. But yet their
0: situation could produce fear in you. So, so fear in you is a confession that you are subject to something else that you're allowing to have authority in your life. And we can't afford to do that. We cannot allow that to happen in our own personal lives. So I hope That's our right. audience really gets that. That's the takeaway that we want our audience to take away from today, is you can't allow uh, fear to have authority in our lives.
2: That's right. And know that it comes from a source of so you. So identify the source. Identify the true source of your fear. Uh, you, you know, some people were really so hit up on this, uh,
1: uh, on this vaccine thing Mm-hmm. And I said, listen, you know, you're American. You
2: have the right to be able to say whether you will or won't. Other countries, your government just tells you that you will, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you won't ever get on an airplane or whatever. If if you're South African and you go to Nigeria and you don't have your yellow fever vaccine, when you come back into the country, they will give you that vaccine and you'll pay for it. So mm-hmm. best you get it with your own clean needle before you leave and have a smooth A a smooth transition through passport control, but I promise you for a fact, if you're South African and you go to Nigeria, you come back and you don't have a travel clinics card to prove that you had yellow fever before they let you back in, even though you're a South African citizen, before they let you back in, they will give you that yellow fever inoculation and you will pay for it. So that's how the rest of the countries of the world to a large extent roll. In America, we have that freedom to say we're not going to have the vaccine. So I said to people in the church, why are you afraid of either? Mm -hmm. If you can trust God that you're not going to die of COVID, why can't you trust God that the vaccine won't do anything to you either? So if God is telling you to travel to Africa or travel to Asia to do something for the Lord, and they're telling you you need a vaccine, Get the vaccine because that nation won't let you in if you haven't had it. Whether you can decide to have it or not in America is irrelevant. The nation you go going to won't let you in if you haven't. So what are you going to do? Tell God, sorry, I'm not going to go because I don't trust the vaccine. No, you're you're, you're basing your whole decision process on opinions that are not kingdom founded. So um, I'm, not, I'm not speaking from the point of view of what's right or what's wrong. I'm just speaking from the point of view of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, trusting God is higher than all of these things. And we need to get that right now because the world is looking at the church more than ever right
0: now. Mm-hmm. We have another phenomenon happening in America related to Christopher brought up the idea of vaccine. Uh, you have the truckers, the Freedom Convoy up in Ottawa, Canada, and now you have it in the United States. And then if you really listen to their rhetoric, which is their words, which is what they're saying, they're saying, it's not that we're against the vaccine. What we're against is the freedom to be able, to, or, or the lacking the freedom to choose whether we're taking the vaccine or not. And the yeah. statistic is many of the truckers already had taken the vaccine, and they said it's not about whether we get it or don't get it, it is, is that we want the right to choose. And it's that right to choose that is an American idea, it's in our constitution, but it is also based upon kingdom thinking. God wants us yeah. to have freedom. So that part and of the I constitution think- is is kingdom. Yeah. And I think that's the wonderful thing about America, but then you
2: have to keep it based uh, on, on that. And, and so um, uh, just for instance, or for, for example, um, uh, and, 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 and I, I had some thought on this, um, governments all over the world And we saw this with the Arab Spring. Governments know what they've been doing. Mm -hmm. It's not that they necessarily
0: have a conscience, Mm -hmm. but globalism knows, the globalists know what globalism is, and they know what they're doing. It's intentional. And they know that sooner or later they're going to
2: suffer the brunt of the people. Um, and so, as long ago as 20 years ago in America, people in the know were saying exactly what you said right at the beginning of the session. Uh, Putin has been a thorn in the side of the globalists, mm-hmm. and 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 they admit that they know that it's the problem they have with Putin. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, it wouldn't that that again when we talk about conspiracies wouldn't put it outside of my thinking that hey maybe this whole thing has been instigated and allowed to happen to help make put get rid of putin and make putin look bad because i i i I trust them not as far as i can throw them with my little toe any of them but here's the thing if you look at global governmental financing all over the world for the last 40 years governmental finances have been used not to build institution for the people, but to, put, to enhance control institution mm-hmm. to be able to rule the people. Mm-hmm. And that's where they've been spending their money. They haven't, governments for the last 40 years, no government in the
1: world has spent big money on hospitals. It's all private sector. The, 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 the
2: world messed up the way it is, not because of a lack of Obamacare or good medical or whatever. It's messed up because the money that government could have been spending on the people, it's been spending on itself to enhance its control because governments all over the world for the last 40 years have begun to fear the people because they know that they're making decisions that are not pro the people, it's pro-globalist agenda, agenda. Yeah. and not... that's plain, and that's obvious, and so they know that sooner or later, they're gonna be uprisings. So for 40 years, they've been building infrastructure to help them prevent uprising. Well, they couldn't do it with the Arab Spring. They were able to manip- uh, manipulate some of it politically, et etc. Et well, I think the American government, the European governments are well aware that uh, if they pushed things too far, at a certain time, uh, it would instigate an uprising. They haven't, uh, the truckers and stuff like that, just a small
1: manifestation of what they know is coming. Mm -hmm. And they still have political means to deal with it. They still have a lot of sway in their own right. But we know here in
2: America there's certain things that government could do that would suddenly bring the masses to their feet. And they know they couldn't control that. They have all sorts of plans to be able to deal with that should it happen. Uh, Should uh, it
0: happen? That's why I think they're uh, um, at the moment uh, in the circumstances pulling back ma- mask mandates and vaccine mandates because they, they sense the people uprising and they're just fed up and they're not going to take it anymore. No, but like, These people also use a frog. They, they use
2: a, a frog in the water theory. You know, if you throw a frog in cold water and slowly heat it up, it no. eventually dies. If you take a frog and throw it in boiling water, it gets a fright and jump out and doesn't die. Mm -hmm. The communists have done that for years. We've known for years that communism was just a tool in the hands of the globalists. And so, um, uh, you know, they do the same thing. They'll stand up one day and say, hey, uh, gas is going up by a whole dollar. And
1: then everybody has an uprising and they say, okay, we'll only raise it 50 cents. (laughs) And then everybody goes, "Sure, thank God, but they still got 50 cents. And so why I was saying what I was saying before
2: about the globalist agenda to enhance control systems is because they know the problem and they know they can't build enough infrastructure, particularly in places like America where a a mass uprising would take them out, whether they like it or not they have to use other means to sway popular opinion Mm -hmm. and that's exactly things like creating wars and creating situations like this and so again i'm going to go back to saying we must not allow us to be allow ourselves to be in a position where these things sway our opinions our Mm -hmm. passions and our belief systems we must remain on kingdom ground we must know what god is trying to do and we must get the power of god And we must come back to authority. The kingdom must regain
0: authority because of the power of God in God's children. Amen. That's why we see uh, them, the globalists using fear to control us. And what they're investing in with uh, big data censoring us, uh, the the mainstream media, big data, all those uh, institutions that are being used and invested in. And those are the ones that are growing. It's not the the road system or the infrastructure or things that will help regular people, as you're saying. It's all um, activities and instruments to control us, and they incite fear in us that we will give up our freedom, so they yeah. can control that, us by reacting to that freedom. Yeah, I, th- I think we're running out of we're running out of time, and yeah. so uh,
2: let me just interject this, and I think this is I think this is good. Uh, in terms of getting to a practical understanding what do I do now um, where do I go now um I'm hoping that this will challenge some people to re-examine their mindset if anything mm-hmm. if, if if it was just that if that's all it did it would it would be great um, but I think we should remember this there was no difference in Egypt when joseph became a ruler in it as far as wars and rumors of wars and Stresses and political tensions and famines and you name it. There was no difference in Babylon when, when Daniel rose to what he rose to. Mm-hmm. And so God is able to rise his children to rulership mm-hmm. without, um, uh, by simply being his children and being submitted to him and being a child of God and operating in the wisdom of God. And so just remember that, you know, there was... We look at Ukraine and Russia and everything going on in the world and we think this is a unique situation. Mm -hmm. It's not. These tensions and traumas have been man's reality. They've been the reality of life on earth for 6,000 years. And Daniel rose in just such a situation. Joseph rose in just such a a situation. Jesus came in just such a situation. (laughs) And so so we we have great great hope, and so let's end with that encouraging thing. I think Tom is that, you know, if you really, if you really trust God, you can trust God. Get back into the Word as well. Get your head out of the news. Get your head. You're sitting fake news, but you're still listening to the fake news. Get your head out of it. Get your head back in the Word of God, and see what the Lord will say to you. Amen. You don't need that information to be. Uh, to be a kingdom operator. You just need the mind of God, and you can step right into the power of God in these things. You don't need to know about them. You only need to know what
0: God is saying for you. Amen. So with that, let me bring this uh, podcast to a close. We thank our audience for their time and listening to us today, and Vaughn, we thank you very much for your time and for the good words that you've spoken to our audience. Uh, We would invite everybody to come to uh, thefathersheartmedia.com and uh, pick up the media we're offering. We have uh, two children's books uh, the boy who found his name and Luke the lightbearer defeats the spirit of confusion the third word is in process of being illustrated right now and so we appreciate you spending your time with us and we thank you very much take care thank you for